to those of you in Canada. Thank you all so much for tuning in to the PHNX Coyotes podcast. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe. Wherever you get your podcasts, leave us a five-star review. I'm Leah here with Craig and the Grinch. I mean, Petey and Danielle. You're not wrong. (laughs) Yes, Craig, are you raising your hand? Can you tell us what Boxing Day is, Leah? It's a day like Black Friday. Except it's the day after Christmas. Okay. What is it actually? I don't know. But that's just... Isn't it to do with the Boxer Rebellion? Isn't there... I don't know. I can't remember. I don't know. Somebody's going to tell us I just chat. know that my cousins would always line up to buy TVs at four in the morning. Just It's like... It was like Canada's Black Friday. I don't yeah. know. Let's see. It has see. to mean more than that. It originated... Um, okay, that doesn't help me at all. No, if anyone is. knows what Boxing Day is and yeah, can throw quickly, it in the chat. quickly tell yeah, me... Yeah, just gave us. you a here. He's kind of our head researcher. That's true. Um, but you know, yesterday was Christmas. Mm-hmm. How was everybody's Christmas? It was good. Had a, uh, well had Christmas day was just the family of four. We had a very chill day, got up late, had a good breakfast together, went and saw a movie, had dinner together. But the day, the Friday and Friday, was it Friday and Saturday or Saturday? I can't even remember the days anymore. <laughs> Friday and Sunday we hosted parties. That was. Uh, I didn't do either of those things. Was something I wanted to you take did the text decorations. Me about uh, my mac and cheese recipe. I did because ours sucked. <laughs> Sorry, Heidi, it sucked. And you know what? She, Heidi blames the oven. You know whose fault it isn't the oven. Like if, if, if then cook it less. Like if it's overcooked, <laughs> cook it less or, or less heat. Like I, it worked because it overcooked, so the oven clearly works. And then I wanted to take the decorations down last night. Oh, we're, we're gonna. Can oh you boy. put a pit in that? Oh, boy. Yeah. We're going to talk about that. Okay. That's, I'm glad you it was previewed fine. it, though. Yeah, it was fine. How about that? Okay. Christmas was fine. It was fine. It was fine. It was fine. It was fine. I didn't go to any parties because even if I was invited, I wouldn't go because we already we wouldn't go coffee with you guys because why? Yeah. Uh, we uh, offered to walk over and get coffee with Pete. I offered to buy, too. Yeah. And Pete said no. I said he didn't no. want to walk with us. So yeah. Lee and I walked and got coffee alone. Yeah. I had a lovely walk yep. down the street. Um, to we, be fair, Danielle turned us down too. So. <laughs> but that's because Danielle was like shaking over caffeine <laughs> consumption. <laughs> Totri sent it over to me during the during the Sun Devil show, and I was like, uh, I don't know what to do because I had so much coffee. Okay. Uh, yeah, so I am very coffeeed out for the day, but right. I appreciate the offer. Oh, fair. Boy. Uh, PD is, uh, you know, I don't know. Are you drinking gas station coffee? I, I, it, yeah. Okay. I, we got Circle K. I mean, Circle K. It's fine. Okay. Well. I, Okay. Okay. <laughs> Good Lord. We have an answer from SZ on Boxing Day. Uh, it was a day in England when household servants were given gifts by the family they served. And of course, it turned into a consumer holiday in were, North America. Were they gifts in boxes? I'm probably. To, probably. They're probably like the, the re-gifts and the redos because the re- they were the, <laughs> they were, the servants. And, upstairs, and back downstairs. in that day, a re-gift yeah. is a really bad thing. Yeah. Like, upstairs, yeah. downstairs. Here's the uh, Wait, they didn't here's have the TV meat either. we found in our cellar that exactly. has been there since last year. It's oh, yours. Um, John okay. sent us a $5 super chat and said, I did not find a new arena under my tree. I want a redo. Same, John. Yeah. I'm in the same boat as you. Didn't get that. It's almost the first of the year, though, aren't we? Oh, never mind. thought we were supposed to hear something. I don't want to talk about that today. Little I had a after. lovely Christmas. Thanks Little for after. asking. Um, we will... <laughs> We want to give a shout out to, I see you're here in the chat, Christina, Joel, and Delilah for our Christmas yeah. gifts. Thank you so much. Oh, Delilah, um, I got that. But yeah, sorry we hadn't been in the office today. We hadn't been in the office, so the, unfortunately the decoration that Delilah made will not go on this mine year's made it well, on It's my going tree. on mine. It's going oh. on mine when I get home today. Mine made it. But mine tree. won't. I know. Are you taking your stuff down today? <laughs> we'll talk. <laughs> we're we're going to get to this. Yeah, we're going to get to We're going to get... It's on the it's show It's on run. the thing. Is it? Yeah. It's on the run. Oh, all right. Okay. Okay. Thanks. 
Did you see Joel and Delilah and they all had matching chamois yes, on too? Yes, I did. This show has already been chaotic off off the top. Um, we do have some topics, don't we? Yeah, let's yeah, okay. let's get into topics. Well, we should say thank you to everybody, right, for the gifts again. Oh, so a Cheryl. heartfelt thank you. Yeah, yeah, Cheryl. Cheryl for the. I just ate one of the chocolate bars from that basket actually mm-hmm. on our walk to get coffee. There you go. Um, yes, thank you. And also, Discord was amazing yesterday. Great vibes, everyone. Apparently, there's a lot of musicians in the Discord. So yeah, there are. Starting a band, I heard. And and by the way, just to remind people that if you do buy us food, you're automatically in the Platinum Club. So (laughs) if I've forgotten, you know, to to give you your membership card, just remind me what it was that you bought more more likely me than them. Definitely sounds like a bribe. But if if I was included in the food gift, then just remind me and I'll put you in the Platinum Club. Oh, my. Sounds like a bribe. All right. Let's get on the rails here. Um, one thing about Boxing Day, whatever that is, uh, it's the start of the World Juniors. And because it's in Sweden, it starts when you guys wake up, 6 a.m. Um, actually, you're probably already awake. Yeah, I, I saw the beginning of the first game. Not the beginning of the first game. I turned on TV this morning and the first game was on the Chechia game. Wow. So obviously it's we true. talked about last week the Coyotes prospects. <sighs> Michael Hobble. Participating. Um, <laughs> there's a lot of them. There's seven. And... You know, I checked in on all the scores. Some Coyotes prospects had an impact today. Some lost and some just stayed quiet on the score sheet. Um, but you mentioned Michael Hrabel. Um Czechia lost 6-2 to Slovakia with Michael Hrabel in net. He allowed yeah. six goals on 34 shots. Um, I did not watch the game, so I can't give a proper analysis on whether or not he should have had more saves or if it was the team. Um, but not a great first outing for Michael Hrubble no. or Czechia. We did talk about on our show Slovakia being an underdog, a team to watch in this tournament. They have a lot of talent. They could make some noise. They made some noise on day one. I don't know that Czechia had great expectations coming into this tournament, but they certainly have expectations of beating their neighbor yeah, and that's a big tilt former for countrymen. That's Canada, U.S. That's I mean, that's a border war. That's great. It but is. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I thought Robble early. I thought he looked good. I thought he moved well and he's big and you go, oh, my gosh, I, this guy could be the future. Like, I really liked him. And then I by the end of the game, I didn't like him as much. Okay. He's so young. still. He's young. Yeah. But, but the good news for as a guy that uh, watching him is his movement in the crease. Man, he moves extremely well for a big guy. So like what he, were the issues on the goals? Um, you're like, yeah, I. I think it's a it's situation. I I do agree with what Leah said. I don't think the team played particularly well around him, but he's. I don't know if he tracked the puck extremely well today. Okay. And keep in mind, these teams haven't played together a lot. They don't know their teammates very well, and it's a difficult stage to play in for the very first day. I think he will he will continue to get better as this tournament goes on. I really believe that. This is a hard tournament to play. Right out of the shoot to have a really good day. Yeah, and right after Christmas, too. Yeah, it's, yeah it is. It's tough. So I, I'm going to give him a mulligan today. I know it's tradition and all. I don't like this time of year for this tournament. No. I really don't. I don't. I do. But that's because it's like, that. again, as a Canadian, like I used to spend all my Christmases in Canada. And it was the day after Christmas. Everybody on the 26th. I was like, okay, it's time to turn on the World was, Juniors. And it was the best. Who do they have today, Canada? I already forgot. Um, they, they played Finland. Finland, yeah. I mean, it's an okay game, I guess. Mm-hmm. I mean, in the in the preliminary round, I look forward to Canada USA. That, that's always yeah. you want to see them in the preliminary round. Honestly, I, this how little I know. Do they even play each other in the preliminary round? No, they're not the same group. So yeah, so pools we're going to play in the in the. Uh, uh, it's going to be interesting. That's the game I'm waiting for already. It's Canada US. Boy, yeah. USA. Are you uncomfortable about all this hype? This USA hype, everybody on Twitter, on Instagram, everybody. They're the favorites they're on the favorites. MGM. They're the favorite. Like, I, 
And did you watch that first period today? You go, okay, this is a team that's playing like they're the fir- they're the top seed. They were too floofy, too fancy, passing it around. You know what they look like? They look like Keller and Schmoltz, five on five, zipping it around and a little too fancy. Get the puck to the net. Nobody mm. drove the net. Nobody got there. Once they finally got their feet in them, I think they they played good enough to win. But you can't play good enough to win in this tournament. You need to dominate. And I, and I don't know if they did that yet. Mm-hmm. We'll see. I'm a little concerned. Well, you know, I always cheer for Team Canada, and the Coyotes have two prospects, two notable. That was fun. Notable prospects on Team Canada: Maverick Lamoureux and Connor Geeky, who both made an impact today. Especially yeah. Maverick Lamoureux, uh, that first goal for Canada, his shot ended up being like the rebound. I don't know. It kind of went off Danielson's body. Either way, Maverick Lamoureux drove that play, had an assist, and then he also scored an empty net goal to secure the win. For Canada, Connor Geeky had an assist. And these are just in this game today because Connor Geeky has already scored um, in some of the preliminary rounds of this tournament as well. So good to see the the Coyotes' first-round draft picks of 2022 having an impact. Maverick Lamoureux, logged, I believe, logged the most minutes of any Canadian defenseman today. So that's a good sign. They're leaning on him. Um, also, you remember what happened at the draft when he was selected? You remember his parents? Yes. Yes, okay. I do. Tara suggested to me last night that his nickname in oh, the no. dressing room should be Frenchie. Oh my god! I was like, <laughs> okay. There's a lot of meaning. There's to a that. lot there. There's right? a lot there. Yes, there is okay. a lot going on. Anyway, right. I'm, I'm not gonna. Touch I like Mavlam. Yeah, I, I tell you what, I'm a little more comfortable with that one. Yeah, I, I like yeah. the way he played, and I think it was encouraging they put in those kind of minutes. I think on the right-hand side uh, of the defensive pairs, I think he was the best right-hand defenseman. I, that Rat, Radic Bonks kid playing yeah, on the left yeah. side, I liked him. He moved the puck extremely well. Um, Geeky, the, the, their top line, the Savoy line, they're going to get a lot of the accolades. Um, I liked Geeky's game. It's different, though. He's not the... the He's a big kid, and he yeah. plays big. And I think that that's what the Coyote fans need to look forward to. I don't think he's got the speed, and uh, it's, it's hard to say that he doesn't have skill because the guy puts up great numbers. So he does have skill, but he's not that flashy player. I think he's more of a, a straight north-south player that that can get in, make really nice, you know, can make plays, but he's more about his size. And I think, again, as the games become more important, uh, players like that are going to be very key if Canada's going to go a long way in this tournament. I think I think Geeky's going to be a huge player for them. And I think you'll see, like, Celebrini and Savoy maybe take a lesser role, and you'll see Geeky with his size taking a big role. That's good. That's what I don't know. That's what I want to see, you know. For, I think he's for, an important player. I think they're both important players that yeah. can play important minutes. For the and, team. and that's what you want to see from your for prospects. Sure. Yep. So, you know, we've, we saw Logan Cooley play a big role last year for – Team USA, we've seen Dylan Gunther play a big role for Team Canada. Go all the so, way back to Strom and Keller, head-to-head yeah. captains or wearing Barrett, letters. Barrett Hayton had a big yeah. role. Like you, want, that's what yeah. you want to see from your top prospects. Yep. So it, it's you know it's not super easy to watch the CHL here in Arizona. So to get to watch the players right now on NHL Network, it's as good of an opportunity as any. Um, but speaking of prospects. <laughs> Moving out from the World Juniors into just prospect land, we finally have an update on Artem Duda. Yeah. Craig. He's going to play at, nobody's heard of this I didn't know that Ryerson changed its name. Toronto Metropolitan University. I did not know that. in 2022, I think. I don't like it. I don't like the new name. I liked Ryerson. Ryerson is iconic. Yeah. Yeah, it is iconic. But anyway, I know people have been wondering ever since the NCA and its infinite wisdom denied his third and final appeal to play NCAA hockey. People have been wondering. I know a lot of people wondered why didn't he go to the USHL? Well, 
there was concern from his camp that that was going to be as difficult to manage, uh, to, to navigate as NCAA hockey with the IAHF. So that's why they didn't go that route. Um, he's not eligible to play in the CHL, so that wasn't a possibility. So if you want to keep him in North America, which his his camp really wanted to keep him in North America and far away from Russia, and there's a hell of a lot more to this story that will come out at some point, hopefully from me, um, you're left with very few options. I guess he could have played in the – I don't think he could have even played in the ECHL at this point because he's, he's still under contract, contract yeah. until 2024, the end of 2024. So – you go the Canadian University route. The advantage with God, I keep wanting to call it Ryerson. Just TMU. Call it Ryerson. I'll just say TMU. Okay. Um, first of all, Caddy's development coach Nathaniel Brooks was the coach there for I think seven years, assistant. So he knows knows the place the really well. Yeah. Has relationships. He's also situated there. That's where Nathaniel Brooks is based, and Curtis Foster, their defensive development coach, is also there in in Peterborough. So he's going to have a lot of eyes on him, a lot of resources available to him. So that's the good part of this. It's definitely a step down from NCAA hockey, but you know what? It's half a season, let him play, and then hopefully you can sign him to an ELC after this. Maybe you get him to Tucson at that point. Um, It's been a really, really tough road for this poor kid who was just trying to play NCAA hockey. I I don't need to rehash all the uh, hypocrisy of the NCAA not allowing him to play because he played 14 games in the K. But He's finally settled. He'll, he'll get to play, I think it's a dozen games that they have left in the regular season, and then the postseason comes along. Maybe he'll get 20 games in. So he'll get some time under him. He, oh, If you remember, after the uh, second appeal was denied, he could no longer practice with the University of Maine, which he had been doing up to that point. So the kid's been basically skating on his own for a while, and that's that's a rough, rough thing, for especially for someone who just came over for their first North American experience. So Artem Duda finally settled. He'll get some games in. Yeah, I, I'm concerned. First of all, I think TMU sounds like it should be in the SEC, <laughs> not in Canadian university system. I mean, we, we agree. <laughs> we agree on what the Canadian, I, there are, it's good hockey. I, I'm not saying this, these are guys that can't play. They're, it's an older league when you look at the NCAA. When you go to the Canadian universities, they have different rules so guys can play after their junior career, yep. after they're done playing, even some pro hockey. She'll get an older sense of, of, of players in, the, in that league. I'm just not, convinced that this is going to be i it's the best option for his development right now there is no other choice this is it this is yeah. where he has to play and, and as craig will we'll get to more later the, the playing in russia just it's not a good option right now so for, get him in north america as soon as he can let him acclimate to the language the the customs the, the all of those things are helpful and toronto is a great city like it's going to be a great place to physically yeah. be. And I think he's got opportunities, like you said, to develop with some of the coaching staff there. And a game is a game. I don't care. He's, he needs to play in a game. He hasn't played in a game now for the entire half a season. He's playing. I don't know. And maybe you guys know. I don't know the, the answer to this question. Like when you're when you're in NCAA hockey, the, the rules about working with pro staff are... I was just thinking about that. It's kind of weird. The, you do the that rules more are when you're in a Canadian The rules are much looser. Daniel yeah. Brooks lives in Toronto. Yeah, yeah exactly. They're much looser. So with again, Curtis Foster, who yep. works with the defensemen. So both of those guys are going to be able to... Yeah, I think he'll... And they'll... I would think at TMU that they're going to welcome that. And and yeah. the better he is for them, the better it is for their program. So I would think that they're going to... They want this kid to get as much ice time as he possibly can get. He's going to get every opportunity to improve in that area. I agree. I just hope that he doesn't set himself 
back from all the time he's already missed. Mm-hmm. And you can practice all you want to, but it, but if you're not playing games Three months as a defenseman, games. that's hard. Three it's months hard. of games so he missed, yeah. It's, it's not the end-all, be-all of his career. I don't right. mean that at all. But but he's going to have to put in a lot of time, not just in these 12 games, Craig, but over the summer to yeah. find out where he's going to fit next year. You know, the good thing about college, because we talked about this before, um, there's a lot more development time, right? You can work on your body, yep. but you can also work on specific skill sets. Like everything I've heard about Artem Duda, and we got a chance to watch him briefly, unbelievable skater, ridiculously fluid skater, not an issue, can handle the puck, not an issue. Defensive side of the game, he's got a lot of work to do from all accounts. He's got a lot of work to do. Maybe this will allow him to zero in on some of those things because he's going to have all that development time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, try to take a positive out of it yeah. if you can. I, I think the bigger issue is going to be make sure he gets those games in, get him on the ice, get him acclimated to North America, and then find a better situation come next fall. And I don't know what that means. I don't know where that is. I don't know how it's going to look by the fall, and I know you'll be the first to know. But can he play in Tucson next season? I think so. There's The, the thing is with... with like, why couldn't with, he just go there right now? That's he's, not, like, those, well, those he's, are the he's under contract, he's contract still contract. with the KHL, okay. so he cannot play. Okay. Right now, but I think it expires in May. Okay, and then he becomes eligible to yeah. go to the AHL. But the, all, he, some of these rules with international federations, uh, with the Russian Federation, like we're, I know we're going to get to yeah. something, and that that just shows you how uncertain things are with when, yeah. when you're dealing with other nations and their own rules, their own guidelines. Yeah. You, you don't get to decide. That sucks. Just sucks. Well, speaking of Russia, let's get let's get to it because um, there was a, re- a report that came out um, on a Match TV. Shumi. Bobev, I'm not sure how to say it, but I'll credit the person who said it, um, said, quote, we have an order from the president according to which young players should stay here in Russia and followed up to say they're working on rules to not allow players to go abroad before a set amount of time. Yeah. And who knows how that's going to play out again? We as we've seen, this situation is fluid. It can change. But when you start thinking about Dmitry Simashev and. Daniel, 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 Daniel. I, I still don't know yet until I ask him. You worry, right? Both of those guys are signed through 24-25, so through next season. I know there's been some confusion. It's just the rest of the season and next season, then they're no longer under contract. But could they change the rules and say, you need to stay longer? And then what happens? I, Can I ask something? Yeah. And I, 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 this could be my ignorance. When he says president, does he mean president of the country? Yeah, like, this is Putin? It was unclear. That's the thing. The report he says was... the president. is the president of the Federation. I thought it was Putin because nothing, I won't put, put anything past him. Yeah. Yeah, and that's why I... Mean, I and the, they used to smuggle Russians out of the country so in, I guess that, what, the 80s to play hockey? Uh, that's where I'm going with this. America? Because if it's the president of the country mandating that their athletes stay for a particular length of time... One, why? Like, what? It's, it's you're in war with me. Like, just worry about that. Don't worry about 19 year old Russian hockey players. That's yeah, but. first. But secondly, are we going to go back to those days where now it's defecting and trying to smuggle players out? And and are North American teams willing to even do that? They did it back then. Yeah. Like they were. They were like. People smuggled out of the country and running away, and you know that's how Russians played back in the day in the NHL. So. Is the NHL less likely to do that now? I would think they wouldn't want to touch that right now. I would be concerned with the world climate. And again, we'll see if this even gets through. Yeah, it's very vague. 
maybe yeah, maybe now. maybe they'll be within the statute of limitations that they can leave when they right. yeah who can. knows if that'll yeah. exist i mean who knows how this syncs up with other international rules because if you ever want back into iahf yeah. events you, you you've got to have an exchange it can't just be you laying down the law right. on everything so and and, and ultimately i would think Russian hockey players want to play in Olympics. They want to play in the World Junior Tournament. They, they want, want to play, play in the, the world. Right. They want to play on the biggest stages in the world. Yep. And part of the reason, you know, there's financial remuneration back to Russian federations for when the players come over, that would cease. Like, there's so many things. Like, I, I, I again, this is today. And, yeah. and, you know, day after Christmas 2023, like, those two aren't eligible. Boot and, and um, Shemeshev aren't available to play here for a couple seasons. So, there is so much ground to cover between now and then. Yep. So many things could change. Um, I, I will say this. This is one of the concerns when people were talking about drafting Russian players in last year's draft. Yep, It yeah. was one of the concerns. What happens if? Well, if the what if comes to fruition and your first two picks are playing in the KHL, uh-oh. I, I, again, long, long way, and I don't. I, I still anticipate these two players will play in a Coyote jersey at some point. But that was some of the thought process when we were sitting in Nashville, going, "Are they? Are they sure they want to draft Russians?" I guess we'll see as time goes on. Yeah. I know we'll follow it close. Yep, absolutely, we will. Well, we'll transition to talking about the Coyotes in just a second. But first, we're going to talk about the Phoenix Suns, who currently <laughs> have a worse winning percentage than the Coyotes, just at, like we predicted on. December 26th. How many teams make the playoffs in each conference in the NBA? The answer is 10. The answer is 10, yeah. Are the Phoenix Suns in a playoff spot? They are not. They're, they are not. The reason I bring up the Suns is because if you want to watch them, <laughs> maybe they'll turn it around. Boy, that was I'm a not good really selling, selling point selling there, it, yeah. But, yeah. Uh, Way to go, Leah. Way to go, Arizona family. Hey, they got to turn it around at some point or, or something's going to change and yep. it'll be of interest. Get the big three all in there together. Exactly. So you can check out the Phoenix Suns over at Arizona's Family Sports. Again, they try to turn it all around tomorrow at 6 p.m. against the Rockets. They also play the 29th, the 31st, and the first, all those games over at Arizona's Family Sports. So wherever you live in Arizona, visit azfamily.com com and click Suns Games for listing information for your area. AZ Family is a great resource to help you find Phoenix Suns Games on Arizona Family Sports. And that's nothing against Arizona Family Sports because they do a great broadcast of the Phenomenal. game. It just sucks that the Suns have been struggling. Yeah, it's not their fault. Nope. Exactly. It's not April Wernicke. The weather is April Wernicke's fault. <laughs> Mark McLuhan's lovely wife. Yeah. But, yeah. but I can I still wake up with my friends every day. Scotty Passmore. Every morning. So you can oh, always boy. do that at Good Morning Arizona. Part of the Arizona Sports. Arizona Family Family. <laughs> Paul said, I stayed up for PHNX Suns postgame last night, and holy shit, that was a heated discussion. <laughs> I can't even imagine those guys would be out of their minds right now. Because yeah. they're usually pretty calm on that show. Yeah. The most chill, quiet <laughs> most show. Most chill all. show yeah. all time. Oh, boy. All right. Well, the new year is around the corner. And if you're looking to make a change with your bank or open a new bank account, I highly recommend Desert Financial Credit Union. Because right now, when you open a free checking account online, you get $200 in bonuses. Who doesn't want to start the year off I'm in. with a bonus $200? Fresh slate, new bank account, whatever it is. Check out Desert Financial Credit Union. Craig Banks there. And if it's good so enough So do my for children Craig, now. Oh, there you they? go. That's right. Uh, oh. Did they get the two hundred dollar bonus, or was oh, this? They get a lot of the perks, you know, when you're in when you're in the platinum club. Oh, That's what happens. Uh, if it's know. good enough for Craig, it's probably too good for you. Baby steps for you. <laughs> you can get started by visiting desertfinancial.com dot com slash two hundred. All right. Well, 
I mentioned the Coyotes in the playoff spot. We talked plenty about that over the weekend. Um, so we're going to spend some time talking about individual players. Mm-hmm. And we must start with J.J. Mosier because he took a hit in Saturday night's game against Colorado, did not return to the game with a upper body injury. Craig, what's the latest? Well, I think we'll have a definitive update on him tomorrow. Um, I think everybody saw what happened. He took a shoulder to the head and there's some concern that he could miss these two games before the uh, the New Year's break. We have another break coming. This <laughs> week is so weird. It is I, weird. I don't know this week define. does not feel real at yeah, all. Yeah, it doesn't. It's like, a, yeah, I don't know what it is. But anyway, we'll know tomorrow. Again, there there is some concern that JJ could miss a couple games. You just never know with, with these sorts of things, you know, this, that sort of injury, whether He's going to wake up feeling great. But one of the one of the things, though, Craig, luckily for this team right now, is they have a couple of defensemen that are, are healthy scratches, so that mm-hmm. they should be able to. to Yusuf so Mac, yeah, Mackey can Mackey's come ready. back in the lineup. Yeah. Josh Brown obviously is there as well. So yeah, yeah you've, so you've it won't affect. They're not going to have to call anybody from the Tucson Roadrunners. I, I don't think so. Anyway, their first call yeah. was Coley Chonak. He's still out of the lineup now too. So yeah. more than likely, unless they bring up Soderstrom, that that you would look at, at least at. for this game too. It's a home game, so yeah. you probably don't need to do it. Exactly. Uh, we'll see if they take someone to Anaheim with him i don't know but yeah it yeah. depends on how long but they'll be be cautious yeah. with him yeah, yeah. that hopefully yeah. yeah i'm sure they will be but yeah and hopefully it's nothing major and he bounces back yeah. quickly i guess like the one good news it's we're not hearing oh he's you know out six weeks with a broken collarbone or something like that i mean head injuries are nothing to be messed with and you never yeah. know um but it's it's not like it's it's not bad news, but it's not great news. At the yeah, same I guess time. like Craig said, well, well, I think we're both hoping to be at the ice end tomorrow. I'll be there. Well, you'll be there. I, I hope to be there. I don't know. We'll see. It's gonna feel like in the morning. But <laughs> then we'll get a b- b- better idea because they're gonna have to skate tomorrow. They haven't skated now for three days, and everybody's in that same boat that no one skated for three days. So it, um, it'll they'll have to go on the ice. Try to remember like a for for a game on a, on a game day where the Avalanche has to fly here. Well, they'll. They just practice early, then yeah. get on. They'll fly. They'll skate early in in Colorado, fly right to the hotel, pregame meal, nap. Yeah, like they hope to land by one o'clock so that they can nap. So you're probably on the ice at nine. nine so in the just a note to all Coyotes fans out there: if you happen yeah. to know the route from the airport to their hotel, yeah. you know you might want to traffic create a distraction. Traffic <laughs> just thinking that is always the biggest fear of the league on this day. Be and this is one of the you talk about NBA and NFL both play on Christmas, which we've talked about at nauseum, but. For this league, have 14 games tomorrow. That means 14 teams are traveling tomorrow mm-hmm. on day of game. The league frowns upon traveling a day of game. They, they allow you to do it in preseason, but in the regular season, heavily frowned upon. Because if there are mechanical issues, weather issues, there are problems. And by the way, I don't know if you look through the Midwest or the country right Winnipeg now. Winnipeg to Chicago. <laughs> there are some serious yeah. weather issues in the Midwest right now. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, there, don't be surprised if something gets delayed. I don't want to say postponed completely, but they could have games that are scheduled for seven that start at eight. Could happen. Can you mm. imagine if that happened to us, how mad we'd be if we had a game scheduled at seven and then it got delayed till eight? For us? Yeah. yeah I'd be, I'd, Do you know how mad we would be? Yeah. Yeah. Can you imagine for a player doing it? Yeah. Probably more I, I'm only thinking me. about us sitting in our yeah. relaxing chairs yeah. talking about the I'd game. I'd go home. So the, the equipment <laughs> flies wet then. Yes. The equipment flies. Equipment flies gross. wet. They get it in the locker room. They'll oh, hang it. They'll hang it. They'll wash. Smells so good. They'll wash the the <laughs> underwear and they'll wash the. Um, they'll hang it, and that room will be about 110 degrees. They'll pump in the heat and the fans, and it'll be ready by game time. Mm. It's wild. Wow. Yep. But they'll they'll hang wet. Well. Not an issue the Coyotes have to face because they get to be home, like we mentioned. Um, but we thought, you know, with 
the Christmas, you know, there's the Thanksgiving cutoff, there's kind of the Christmas cutoff, and then there's the all-star break cutoff, even though they're in quick succession. Um, but we thought we would take a look at a number of different Coyotes players at the Christmas break this year versus last year and kind of compare their progress. Have they improved? Have they slid? Um, so shout out PD for doing a lot of the, the math work, the math on this one. Um, and let's start with Clayton Keller because we've been tracking him as the season's gone along. Obviously Clayton Keller tied Keith Kachuk's single uh, season points record for coyotes last season. So last season through 32 games at the Christmas break, Keller had 12 goals, 19 assists for 31 points at 33 games at the Christmas break. So one more game than this point last year, he has 12 goals, 18 assists and 30 points. So Pretty much on pace. I mean, just one point off at this rate, but almost identical stat lines. I mean, 12 goals and then just one assist different. Did we think, though, like, again, right now, does it feel like Keller's on a record-setting pace to you? Because no, it doesn't it to does me. Not. I mean, he's chipping in points here and there, and you go, oh, yeah, he's, he's having another good season. He's leading the team in points, and you go, oh, okay. And then you look at that stat, and you go, oh, my goodness. He's, a, he's, he's right there. He's right there from where he was a year ago when he ties Keith Kachuk's record. That's amazing. And that, that, that shows the consistency that I was saying he needed to show when I was talking about him this summer. I said, do it again. And he is. He's, he's, he's telling me that he could do it again. Crazy. Hmm. Absolutely crazy. Um, well, we'll take a look at the next guy. Let's go with Matias Macelli, um, who obviously had a... I think a Calder quality season last season, but the voters thought know, Stuart Skinner. Skinner was pretty good. At least top three. Oh, oh boy. So... Oops. Through 30 games last season in his fourth place Calder voting season, Matias Michelli had three goals, 19 assists for 22 points. Right now, through 33 games at the Christmas break, Michelli has six goals, 18 assists for 24 points. So mm. he's actually improved. And the difference, he has three more goals. Because mm, he's passing to the mesh. Passing to the mesh. Yep. So, you know, again, similar pace. It's really interesting to do this kind of experiment and compare to where they were this time last year. But even though it's just three goals, I mean, that's for Matias Michelli. That was kind of his focus, and I think that's pretty significant. Petey, did you do the same thing for Stuart Skinner? <laughs> uh, no, it, it wasn't as good. It wasn't as good. And I think with, with oh, one boy. thing with Matias Michelli's assist, you got to have your linemates have to score. And, and luckily for him, Lawson Kraus has been able to put up good numbers too. So I think yeah. that's what allowing Matias Michelli to have a really good – that's two seasons of really, really good numbers. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's look at Lawson Kraus next because he and you know what was really interesting to me here is just how many goals Lawson Kraus scores. Um, I don't think I realized this about him. So last season, Kraus threw 31 games at Christmas, had 13 goals, three assists for 16 points through 32 this season. He has 14 goals, six assists for 20 points. So he has more assists. He's at he's four points ahead of where he was Stad last year. Dad was giving him crap about the assists. Oh, there it is. Yep. So he's improved on that. But still, he's, you know, he was quiet in the first month of the season in October, completely took off in November. And now he's outpacing himself, not just in points, but um, if you and, you know, this is sort of minor, but it kind of points to how well that second line has been playing. He was a minus two at this point last year. He's currently a plus four. Um, that line has been really consistent for the Coyotes. So Interesting comparison. Yeah, and you take a look at Matt Orozco. Isn't Jesse Orozco, isn't he a pitcher? He was. Yeah, but I don't think it's spelled the same. But anyway, right. Matt, that's to his point. This line, I think, is the line that, that Andre feels the most secure at at any point in a game that he can throw up behind, ahead, defense, offensive zone, faceoffs. And I, I do think this is their most stable and safe line. And and I think that Kraus has been a big part of that. Yeah, no question. 
So it's cool to see the numbers right yeah. in front of your eyes. Yeah. We've also been talking up Alex Kerfoot a lot. Um, so let's take a look at his stats because he played with Toronto, obviously, at this time. Who did last all this year. work with the pictures? Me. Wow. Well, it worked. Through 34 games at Christmas last season, Kerfoot had four goals, 11 assists, and 15 points. It was a plus eight, which I think is interesting. And about his team. Yeah. yeah. Um, this point, 33 games, four goals, 17 assists for 21 points. So six more assists, six more points at this point in this season. Again, he gets power play time. He's on the top line lately, but just goes to show he's in a good opportunity, I think. I, I, I didn't watch him last season with yeah. Toronto, so I can't I can't speak to I think, what the criticisms were. But I think last year he just he had a hard time finding a place where he fit in. And here he fits in everywhere. There he was a jack of all trades, but they didn't need that last year. I think was the issue that got him with Matthews at times. But he can't that's not a great fit with Matthews. I think he fits better on this roster than he did in Toronto. I think they were they're so geared to speed and skill and go, go, go. And play fast and get the puck up the ice through the neutral zone quickly. He skates well, but he's a north-south player that can dig it in the corners. And he does more here for this team than he could do at Toronto. I don't know if Toronto ever had the perfect fit for Kerfoot. Mm. Man, he fits well here. Per- it's great. been so good He's got to so be long. happy here, doesn't he? I, I would guess so. He's revived his career, right? After, yeah. Especially after all the criticism that you take in Toronto, you just get beat up. Yeah. That's I would coming. think so. Well, Let's ask him. It's one of the stories that I'm planning on. Okay. Yeah. So. Um, all right, next guy. Let's do Nick Schmaltz next because um, he's a guy, if you just pull up his numbers, didn't even play 33 games at this point last year. He'd only played 17 given the fact that he started the season with injury. Um, so at the Christmas break through 17 games, Nick Schmaltz had six goals, eight assists, and 14 points now through 33. So almost double the amount of games. He has 10 goals, 12 assists for 22 points. So Maybe his point output isn't quite matching double, you know, if you doubled his his production from this point last season. But I know he's playing through something, but he hasn't missed games. And that's not something you could say about Nick Schmaltz of the past. Yeah, the, 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 the positive on this is that he has played. And this is the first season in a while that Nick Schmaltz has been in the lineup consistently every night. The concern is his 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 scoreless drought that went for so long. I mean, that's a long drought for him, and he hasn't had that in a long time in his career, and that's a concern. And the other one for me is the minus nine. He's minus nine versus even last year through this point in time. But the top line has been minus because you even look at Keller, he was This line has to start. And and I'll tell you, I pointed it out the other day on one of my big rants is they're turning the puck over in the offensive zone because they're trying to be too creative because they can't get to the inside to the net. So they're trying to play on the perimeter. When you play like that, you turn the puck over and they turn the puck over. Yep. They give a bod man rushes going back the other way. So I think it all snowballs. And you know who I'm going to blame? Barrett Hayton. For being injured? Yep. You're going to blame him I think for that being I think the loss of Barrett Hayton contributes to both yeah, of like, those the, like the Watts literally just said it as you color Schmaltz need Hayton back. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's huge. It's it's not just the points. And I think Keller help or, or excuse me, Hayton helps with the points, but he does help with the the, the fewer turnovers and the help defending. So the, that loss with Barrett Hayton on that line is, is massive. We also know that Nick Schmaltz was playing through a yeah. minor injury. Um, when you're a coach, like how do you I know it plays in the room, right? You, you yep. get respect for that sort of thing. You get it from the coaches too. Let's be honest. 
how do you balance that with, okay, are, are we asking him to do too much? Is he, should he be out of the lineup right now? How do you balance I, that? I, I think it's interesting that you bring that up because I think that the, the philosophy on that has changed over the years. I think when you go back 10 years ago, you play. If you, if you can physically put your skates on, get out there. And I think that was kind of the mentality. I think now with arbitration and money and I think agents, and I don't want to throw all agents into this category, but they're more apt to tell their player to wait until he's completely healthy because it affects your stats. Stats affect your arbitration, which affects your money. I think it plays well to your teammates. I think it's a necessity that you play when you're hurt to your teammates. For a coach, I do think, I don't want to say you get a free pass, but there's an understanding of, when you're doing your tallying of your your stats at the end of the night, when you're doing your chances for and against, there's an asterisk. Hey, but but he's not 100. percent And I think that coaches understand that. Okay. And they do give him. You'd rather have an injured Smoltz out there giving you something than than another player getting called up from Tucson giving you hmm. more at that role. However, we, we talked about this with Shane Doan when he was in the playoffs against the Detroit Red Wings, and he thought he could go in that last game game against Detroit, and the coaching staff said, we don't want yeah. the, the risk of you being injured and losing you and playing with a short bench. The so, doctors and the coaching staff, yeah, we're yeah. saying, uh-uh. Yeah, so it's it's, yeah. it's it's a little different come playoff time that you yeah, want. Playoffs, you re- yeah. read what people play through at the end of the exactly. So I think like, the oh, mentality is different. He broke his finger and played, and he tore his yeah. like shoulder and played. It's crazy. Yes, and I do want to make sure that this point is clear too, because I know we've had Jason Service on this show in the medical community. The team is not going to put a player on the ice if there's a risk of him either long-term damage or making himself worse. That doesn't mean that they're not putting him out there to play through pain. That is different. And they could, they have management for pain and makes things different. But they're not putting a player out there that can make himself worse and putting him in a, in a dangerous situation to jeopardize his career. They're not. I just wanted to clarify that. There you go. All right. A couple more players to look at. We'll go next to Michael Carcone. Um, and we're actually going to compare his stats to being in the AHL. Yeah, not even in the national. At, at this time. point last season, he did not play one NHL game by Christmas. Unreal. He ended up playing, what is it, 13 games, I think, last year? or He played a handful so last season. Last season, through 27 games in the American Hockey League at Christmas, Michael Carcone, who, just to remind everyone, won the AHL scoring title, 16 goals, 26 assists, 42 points, plus one. Don't know if you... <laughs> I don't know points. if that's good or not, but... 42 points, a point and a half a game. Seems yeah. pretty good to me. Um, and now, in the NHL, through 32 games at Christmas, he has 14 goals, 5 assists, and 19 points. And I know you could look at the point comparison and say, that's half of what he had at this point last year. But this is the NHL, and, and he's plus six. And at Tucson... First power play, first guy over the board, started every period, every offensive zone faceoff. In the NHL, he's playing eight to 12 minutes. He's, yeah, he's like playing fourth line minutes. Most yes. productive he's player. Got on the power play. Snuck on the power play the other night. Yeah, no, and they scored a goal. Oh, did they get a goal? Yeah, they did. With him on the power play? <laughs> yep. Somebody said that he should probably play some power play minutes. So you look at those numbers. He's within two goals of where he was when he was on a pace to, to, to lead the league in scoring, playing half of the time. That's impressive. Yep. This kid, for me right now, he is by far the most surprising player of this Coyotes roster so far to this point. I think Kerfoot has been one that, Kerfoot's a veteran player. Kerfoot's done some good things. Carconi, we really didn't know what to expect coming into this. This has been, this has been a, uh, I'm absolutely thrilled at what he's done so far. I have a really fun story, and I'm not going to say anything more about it. Leah knows already about Michael Carconi. Yes, it's going to be really good. Really good. It's going to be really good. It's going to be really good. That's the hint. 
That's the hint. Uh, oh, it was terrible, wasn't it? No, okay. I, that was bad, but I think I got the hint. Okay. Okay. One more player to look at. And I know, Craig, there's more analytic stats that are on this page, but we're going to look at Sean Dersey, um, his time in LA at this point versus with Arizona. 34 games played at this point last season with LA at Christmas, four goals, 16 assists, 20 points, minus seven through 27 games. Of course, Thursday sat out a few with an injury, um, five goals, 11 assists, 16 points plus eight. So, I mean, even just the plus minus alone, that's significant. He's still pacing ahead, I think, of where he was last season. And that was speaking of situations and opportunities. That's one of the advantages Thursday had coming over to Arizona from LA. Is he better away from the puck than you thought? Yes. And, and, and to the point where I thought he was going to be a huge, I, I've heard this from people that had watched him play in LA last year, really going to like him when he has a puck and you're going to really dislike him when he doesn't. Can't defend, doesn't read the play well, can't read the rush well. I, I haven't seen that. And, and to Leah's point, the, the surprising stat here, he makes his power play better when he's in. Yeah, no and, and the games he we was saw gone. That. <laughs> yeah, it was blatantly obvious when he was out of the lineup that he really drives this power play. So that's really important. Um, he had more numbers last year with the team that scored more goals. They were they were better offensively. He still had a similar role offensively last year, but he wasn't getting the big defensive minutes, and he was still a minus player there. He's playing some pretty important minutes here with the Coyotes. Like he's over the boards first, playing against some of the really really good players in this league, and he's still a plus plus player. Defends much better than I thought he did. And I think it's his skating that allows him to do that. He can close gaps quickly in the neutral zone, and I think he can get on pucks quickly in the defensive zone, but much better than I was expecting. I I, I think, again, we talked about surprising players, and we talked about Carconi. Dersey, the expectations were very high offensively, very high. And I think he's met those, but I think he's much, much better defensively than any of us expected he would be, including the staff of the Coyotes. I don't think they expected him to defend like this. It's exciting. It is. It's good. It's good. Um, Well, we will see how everybody progresses over the next segment of the season. You know, we're 33 games at this point, just over a third of the way to 82. Um, And the Coyotes have a huge opportunity here because they play, I think, six of their next seven games at Mullet Arena. So, Danielle, can we take a look at the upcoming schedule, which doesn't even fully paint the whole picture because you can't even see it all. Uh, But obviously, Colorado tomorrow night. Not easy competition, right? No. One quick game on the road in Anaheim. And then they come home and play Florida. And this is the Florida kicks off this long homestand because then they play Florida, the Islanders. Um, and then I, that's all you can see, but there's so many more Yeah, they, they play uh, the Winnipeg Jets, the they play the there Boston Bruins, they play Calgary Flames, which could be a good a, a big game in the wild card race. So it's an important homestand for them. And then then you start looking down the, the back half of the schedule. Oh, they, they got more road games than home games left. So yeah, unlike last year, where this it was, is the time to make way. hay. You got you got to make hay here. You got to win these games, and here's 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 some of the issues. There's some good teams coming here. Colorado's yeah. a really good team. I think the Islanders, Islanders, Florida. that's a winnable game. Um, Florida plays so fast too. Florida can be a concern, but then you look at Boston and Winnipeg and Calgary. They beat Boston at home a year ago, but Calgary and Winnipeg, those are teams. In my estimation, you've got to beat Winnipeg once this year. Yeah, they're in the Central they're Division. So good, they're right playing now. so well right now. You have to find a way. You've lost to them twice now. You need to beat Winnipeg. Yeah. I think on the, on that upcoming schedule, to me, that's the one I, I'd have circled. Going, we have to win this hockey game. Can we move the Islanders game up to seven a.m. Because well, I'm certain watching the Islanders, I'm 
I might fall asleep. What, what time <laughs> is it? Fall asleep. They're oh, so it's it's boring. such a boring defensive. Team to watch. Yeah, they're such a boring. We're gonna see John McClain though, former Coyote assistant coach John McClain. So I'll I'll look forward to that. This is a tough schedule. They have to. Craig said it. Start the year. They have to have a similar home record to what they did last year, and they have to be better on the road. And so far, they've been able to do that. This is where we're really going to find out if they still have that mullet magic. They have to have a winning record in this home stretch yep. because it's going to be much harder at the end of the season than it was last season when they were home for almost all of their games coming in February and March. And this is going to be much different. So I think you've got to look at them getting four out of every six at home all the way through the rest of the season. Yeah. They have to. But you look at that last homestand with all the former Stanley Cup winners yeah. and they really capitalized on it. Yep. Um, so they have to do the same with this. Upcoming and the key is going to be the goaltending, which is which has been surprisingly good and steady, which is two different guys. Yeah. So that that needs to continue. And it, can you imagine what this team will be like if both of those guys get hot at the same time? Like at the start of the year. Right. When they were playing. Yeah. Well, yeah. So yeah. It, it, I think if Vamelka can stay like this, Ingram will get his game back and then playoffs at this time. But there's, yeah. there's still a possibility. I don't even want to say Connor Ingram's off his game no. necessarily, but he's not. He's not hot right now. He's, he's not he's, having he's that. He's fine right and now. And even then, you look at that last game, and that's the game where the defensive breakdowns were just horrific. Yeah. And you're yeah. like, what, what is this team doing? So they they need to play better in front of him. That's my key for, for the game tomorrow. They have to defend Colorado better or they're going to get blown out. Yeah, because that game on Saturday was not was enjoyable awful. to watch. No. No. Um, all right. Well, if you believe in mullet magic, maybe you will bet on the Coyotes over at BetMGM. Or you can bet on goalie saves. You can bet on Nathan McKinnon to get a point at this point, like just ride that wave. Who knows? So many different things you can bet on over at BetMGM, including betting on the World Juniors, football, basketball, whatever it is you want to bet on. Right now, when you sign up for BetMGM and use the bonus code PHNX, you can place your first BetMGM sportsbook wager through the BetMGM sportsbook mobile application of at least $10. And if that bet loses, your bonus bet will be available once your initial wager is settled. Check out the show notes for full details. And now listen to Shane talk about the disclaimer. Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Nevada, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 8778-HOPE-N-Y or text HOPE-N-Y-467-369, New York. Call 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP, Arizona. 1-800-BETS-OFF, Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. 1-800-981-0023, Puerto Rico, in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., New York, or Ontario. Lots of of home games coming up, as I mentioned. So many opportunities to see the Coyotes at home against some, you know, interesting teams coming to town. And if you want to check out those games, get your tickets at game time. Best prices guaranteed. You can check out what your view would be. You can buy the the tickets the day of the game, which is when they're the cheapest. PD has used it. I've used it. I'm pretty sure Craig has used it. We've all used game time before, um, not just for sporting events, but for concerts as well. So as we head into the new year, take a look at the calendar, mark your favorites on game time and check it out. And if you haven't downloaded the game time app yet, do it now, create an account. And when you use code PHNX, you'll get $20 off your first purchase. So great deal. Again, terms apply, create an account and redeem code PHNX on game time for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right. We're going to transition to talk a little bit about ASU hockey because Again, we're kind of looking ahead at half two, especially for college. Um, right now, Arizona State 11, 3, and 4, ranked 13th um, with 364 points in the rankings. Mm-hmm. Craig, they're heading to a, a cool tournament. Yeah. The Adirondack 
tournament, mm. which just makes you think of the chair, but that's <laughs> right, right. But it's Lake Placid, and that's yeah, of course pretty iconic. Of Miracle on Ice, exactly. Brooks Arena, they're going to take part. You, you look at where they are right now. They're they're 16 in pairwise, and the top 16 teams go to the NCAA tournament. But because they're not in a conference, they're susceptible. If some other team that's lower in the pairwise makes a run in a conference tournament, they can bounce ASU out. Greg Powers has told us you need to be like probably at 13 to feel comfortable if there are you know three upsets or something that 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 occur in a in a postseason tournament. Um, so this is their chance, really. When you look at the the quality of the competition that they're going to face, not just in this tournament, but then when they come back home to host the Desert Hockey Classic, these two tournaments are really important to ASU's postseason hopes. They're going to play Clarkson, which I believe is 28 right now in the pairwise. The other two teams in this tournament are UMass Amherst and Cornell. These are two very good teams. They got, they got lucky, to be honest, in that draw not to have to face both of those teams. Um, so they have a, a really good chance to get to the championship game. If you can somehow win this tournament and get credit for two road wins, that means a lot. That means a lot in the pairwise. You get extra points for winning on the road. Too, yeah, yeah, against very good teams. And then you come home and you've got UMass Lowell, Omaha, and Harvard in the uh, Desert Hockey Classic. So really good chance here for ASU. I'm not saying they have to win all four games, but if you get a split in, at Adir- Adirondack and then win your own tournament, that's going to really help the Sun Devils down the stretch because when you start looking at the tail end of their schedule, there's not a lot of quality teams. And this is what happens, too, when you're not in a conference. They're all playing each other now. There's no time for these out-of-conference tournaments, so you have to schedule independence. And there's just not a lot of them out there, and most of them are doing that well. Alaska is, but not a lot of them are doing well. So after this, these two tournaments, there's like maybe four really tough games left on their schedule the rest of the way time to make hay if they want to get in the tournament they put themselves in a decent position they could have won a couple more games in regulation they could have not blown the game at miami ohio when they had a 4-1 lead in the third period but those things happen over the course of a season they're in okay position right now but they've got work to do yeah it's, it's interesting because this is the last year they're going to be without a conference so this is i think it's imperative that they make the the national tournament this year because i think it's going to be very difficult in their first year in a new conference i think it's going to be hard for them yeah. to make the ncaa tournament next season so i think it's important to get there this year and so to your point they have to win games like this they have to get a win there and then they're gonna have to come home do they have to play harvard like in the you know college bowl like where they put the guys up and they have to do quiz questions before <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if i like you've been to a harvard there. game you ever been to one of those? Get like a Harvard Yale game. They're unbelievable. The crowd is amazing. It's, it's at those interesting because they're yeah. a little bit smaller and more. It's a tighter yeah. arena than you see at Mullet. It's a little. It's different. Yeah, it's different. Hmm. It's, it's a fun atmosphere though. Um, but so I, I think it is important, and I, and I think ASU can make this tournament, but they cannot lose games that they're supposed to win. That's it. Just win the game you're supposed to from here on out, and I think they'll be fine. I also just want to mention because I said ASU with 13th, you said 16th. The 13th I was looking at was the US. C-H-O. Yeah, the rankings. Yeah, the yeah. rankings are so, different than the pairwise. So. Yeah, exactly. Um, and also, right now, uh, TJ Septenfelter is tied for second in the NCAA wow. for winning percentage. Yeah. So, with the goalies of Michigan State and Wisconsin, only Jacob Fowler of Boston College, who's the best team in college right now, yeah. is ahead. So, pretty cool statistic to see there. Um, all right. Well, it's time to talk about post we'll Christmas quick. This will be protocol. Quick. We'll do quick Christmas. I think you guys disagree, though. I think we do here. And on I, lights? I'll, medi- I'll mediate. Well, well, here's here's my stance on lights. They stay up through New Year. New I don't Year's have Day. a problem. Lights or decor? Everything. I'm not taking. I'm not doing piecemeal. I'm doing. I, I go out okay. there one day. I'm putting it up. One day I'm taking it down. 
So everything will be on and the lights will be on New Year's Day and New Year's Day night. That's the last day. Then they come down the next so, day uh, or at uh, least uh, they're off. On the 31st of December, that night they can be on. The morning of January 1st, like if you, if you drove by your house at 3 o'clock in the morning and the clock has turned over now, it's January 1st, they're off? No, no, they're still on. So January 1st is a holiday. The morning so of January 1st. Even the night of January so 1st. So when I'm dusk okay. comes and your timer goes off, that's it. It's I get January it. 2nd. The morning of January 2nd. Uh, January no 2nd? Longer be a, He's yeah. saying the January night of 1st January 1st is a holiday. First, first of all, you, not, you're wrong on all of it. <laughs> Here we go. I don't have a problem with someone in my neighborhood keeping them on until the first. I will I will go, okay, you get a mulligan ton. I do give the mulligan. The night of the first, man, that's tough for me because the New Year's was the fun day. That's me. My decorations normally, normally Christmas Day, we have lunch. Start right away. No as way. As soon as lunch is over on Christmas Day, the 25th. No way. Inside the house is done, packed before dinner. Done. On no Christmas way. Day, tree down, decoration up. There is not a decoration in my house right now inside saying anything Christmas. Not you one. You take it down on Christmas Day. No Done. way. Done. It's, what day is it? It's 26. It's over. Done. Everything inside is out. <laughs> I wanted to get up this morning. <laughs> You're wrong. <laughs> I wanted to get up this morning and take care of the outside, but I was told that um, my son is bringing his friend over for dinner tonight, and we're gonna, we have to have the lights on on the outside, but there is nothing on the inside. Done. So your wife informed you that there's this, this thing in life called... Joy. So when when the, my son and his friend pull up, and I was right. When they pull up, that they will see the lights. But I guarantee <laughs> this. I guarantee it. When they leave after dinner tonight, there is a chance I go out tonight. Probably not. But at six a.m. tomorrow, I <laughs> with the World Juniors on I in the background. Absolutely guarantee <laughs> I will be out in my front yard pulling down every last thing. What time did you remove your Christmas tree from your house on Christmas well, Day? Well, see this. This this is an unusual year because of other family circumstances. We actually okay. didn't have a tree this year, but normally would it okay. be down by now? It, but oh, a thousand percent. Do you it's have done, a fake tree? Yeah, we have a okay. fake tree, and it would absolutely one hundred percent be down by dinner on the twenty fifth because the twenty fifth we do a late, like a, a one o'clock, two o'clock, really good meal, and that that thing's done before we go to bed on twenty fifth on Christmas. The no. tree is done. No, every That's decoration wrong. is done That's before wrong. bed on the twenty fifth. You wake up and it's over. 26, I'm done. Then do it on the 26th. No, I don't. Because it's listen, not Christmas. Go ahead, moderator. I dis- okay, so I disagree with you because I think Christmas needs to go until the end of the day. Like when you're, like last night, I was sitting there. I had my tree lights on. I was watching the suns early on. Uh, I had a cup of tea and it was just so peaceful. It's Christmas. Huh. It's still Christmas mm-hmm. at 8 p.m. on Christmas but Day. But your festivities are done. Once our meal is done, our Christmas meal is done, the Who Christmas the festivities, festivities are over. could be me sitting on my couch drinking tea watching the sun? I'm just so with blessed. My kids, which is what we were doing. Yes. We were up till midnight. My wife agrees I sat with me. With my cat squeezed out every minute of Christmas. My wife would be the first one to take the ornament off the tree too. But, she goes this time. But listen, listen. <laughs> this time, I, I swear, I, we're on the same I wavelength. I do support. I do support Craig of the second. And I see a lot of comments in the chat about the twelve days of Christmas and January sixth in certain religions. Totally, I'm totally fine with that too. In like. The religious context, but for my own personal, I agree with you. January second, down. Take goodbye. I was saying to my like, I'm the same way as a lot of people in the chat. Where like, as soon as Christmas is over, it's done in my mind. Like, I get that. Sure. However, like, we're ha- so we're having people over for New Year's this weekend. So you want to have some? And my roommate on. said, I want a tree to still be up. Like, we'll take, we'll probably take down a lot it's of the Christmas tree. Stuff. It's not a New Year's tree. Yeah, but and the name the name defines it as it's, a Christmas tree. But it's a tree, tree with lights. Right. Doesn't Take the star off then. The star is kind of New Year's vibes. Stars. I don't no. know. Anyway. In our house, it's me. like a, a tree with a terminal illness. 
We watch it slowly die. Oh, yeah. Mine, oh, you mine, mine oh, yeah. if you yeah. both have real I don't yeah, have If you touch it right now, like yeah. a thousand And you both have cats. My cat, cats. Does, my cat doesn't go near it. Same. Really? No yeah. None. My cat was a... All the well, cats growing up, my cats would go in the tree. Yeah, well, I, we, we can agree to disagree, but, uh, but is anyone surprised? That's, that's the vibe at my house? No. No one's surprised. No. no. Both of these fit you guys perfectly. But it's, I, a, it, it, it's truly about my anxiety. <laughs> I walked around the streets and I go, why does everybody have their goddamn lights up? Like, it's over. No. Christmas, in my mind, is but over. In, so I have anxiety. It's a holiday when, no. season. December. Anxiety. December. And this week, we all have already agreed Still that holiday, it doesn't holiday exist. Season. Yep. We already agreed that this week yep. doesn't exist. It means nothing. That's fair. So you can leave your lights up. But I, like, if I see you have one week after the okay. new year because like what maybe people go back to work right away they didn't have time that next I weekend do need factor in work if the lights that are next still on, weekend yeah. it's you're done see and that's tara like if if tara had her choice we'd go to like the end of january my, my neighbors crazy their, my next door neighbors the very next door neighbors right out of my window i can see their house they left the christmas tree up literally year round last year that's insane. It was up all year. I think Cheryl That's said insane. that they had, the they had it up till March when she was in college. <laughs> Crazy. I, uh, during COVID, when people started putting up their Christmas trees just to bring themselves joy during COVID. That was a thing. It's not a bad idea. Yeah. yeah. Anywho, enough arguing. I think rules during COVID w- were different. Too. I agree. Enough arguing. Let's talk about something. I don't think we're arguing. It's just I'm... We enough have heatedness. Thoughts. Let's talk about something we all agree on, which is our love of animals. Yeah. Oh, and yes. I'm going to throw it to Craig That's to true. introduce... Um, what we're going to talk about. Well, we've, I, I've already talked to people a lot about Heidi's Village. I think you know that I do work there with Greg Dunaway, who's been a Coyotes fan and a friend for a long time. Um, Greg and I got out to Heidi's Village just before Christmas to record some videos of some animals in need. Um, you know, we, we tend to focus on the dogs. They do have cats as well. That's where Sean got baby. Yes. Yep. Yep. Yes, it is. Um, but, but we focused on a, a bunch of dogs, and I released a couple of those videos on the website. We're going to play those for you. Uh, unfortunately... Both of the dogs that we're going to show you today were were victims of car accidents, actually. They got hit by cars and they lost legs. But as you guys know, the amazing thing about dogs, like, you'd never know it. They're not complaining about it. They're happy. They're they're running around. They've, they've adapted. Dogs just adapt to whatever situation they're in and they're happy. It's, it's mm-hmm. unbelievable. So as I've said to you a million times before, please consider adopting from Heidi's Village. It's an amazing place where animals are treated humanely. You can't believe the facilities there, what they can do. They walk them every day. They have enrichment activities. The dogs do paw paintings. Whoops. Oh. Uh, oh better turn that off. <laughs> There's a splash pad. There's yeah. Heidi's Village is amazing. And what that means for the dogs is that they're, they're healthier mentally and physically because they're being treated this way instead of in a an awful situation or trying to fend for themselves on the street. But you, you can help out in a lot of ways. You can you can foster animals if you're not sure or you want to help out while a, an animal is maybe waiting to make its way somewhere else. You can donate your time. You can date, donate money or goods. There's a lot of ways you can help Heidi's Village. But if you're looking to get a dog, it's an unbelievable place to go. And we're going to show you a couple of them today. Yeah. So I think uh, without further ado, Danielle, let's take a look at the first dog. All right, we're here at Heidi's Village with Paula and Cake Pop, a three-year-old staffy mix who loves treats. What else can you tell me about Cake Pop, Paula? So Cake Pop was surrendered to Arizona Humane Society through an emergency clinic um, after being struck by a car, um, which left her with a leg amputation and a tooth extraction. So she's missing a leg and she's missing a tooth. Um, She's incredibly sweet, very, very food motivated. 
Yeah, lots of energy on this one. A very, very happy dog, as you can see with the tail going nonstop. My favorite thing about dogs is like that dog had three legs and it was just so happy. Yep. Cake pop. Cake pop. What a great name for a dog. Though. I know, right? There were there was some there was a dog there named Costco as well. That's we'll, amazing. We'll later. They call the shopping queen. But we have another dog, right? Yes. We have another video here. So, we'll uh, just... so let's take a look at the next one. Okay, I am here with Paula at Heidi's Village, and this is Raven, a three-year-old Doberman. Paula, what can you tell me about Raven? Uh, yeah, Raven was brought in as a stray from Arizona Humane Society. Um, she was unfortunately hit by a car, and a good Samaritan brought her in, um, and she needed to get her leg amputated from that. Um, Raven is very dog-friendly. She is incredibly sweet. She loves everybody she meets. She loves playing with other dogs. Um, she's very puppy behavior. She loves to run and loves to play with a bunch of different toys. She seems to have adapted completely to having three legs instead of four. Oh yeah, definitely does not slow her down at all. <laughs> no, she's a very happy dog. What a beautiful dog. Mm. Wow. So many there. Again, please, please. Yeah. This, you know how help. I feel about Just this. Help. Just help. Yeah. If you're thinking about getting a dog, go to Heidi's Village. Go to Heidi's Village. Absolutely. Support support them. And thanks yeah, for all the work you do. support them and they support shelters as, as, as yeah. I've written about in the past. They support shelters all over the state. A lot of shelters will bring their dogs to Heidi's Village when, when they have space. And I'm happy to say right now they do have space, which is, which is good, right? You don't yeah. like to see a place overflowing, but you don't like to see any dog that's just waiting for a home. So consider giving them a home. There you go. That's great. That's great, great stuff, Craig. Yeah. All right. Well, before we wrap up today, um, as always, I want to remind everybody, if you are not a member of the Circle K Inner Circle yet, now is the time. Make it your New Year's resolution to join the Inner Circle. So many perks. 25 cents saved per gallon on your first five Phillips. Once you join the Inner Circle, you can save three cents per gallon every day. After that, they also have so many giveaways every single day. 31 days of Circle K in this Inner Circle app. Free prizes, free drinks, free chips, whatever it may be. So many perks. So join the inner circle for free by downloading the Circle K app today. Terms and conditions apply at participating locations. Visit CircleK.com for details. And last but not least, if you have yet to check out Gila River Resorts and Casinos, um, great. If you're off work this week, take a staycation. Check out one of the casinos. Not If you're not into gambling they have amazing restaurants there as well they have the sports book um just a great menu great food great vibes um so swing by i've been to wild horse pass it's phenomenal especially if you live in the east valley it's not super far from you so again check out gila river resorts and casinos and as they and we always like to say you do you <laughs> at gila river resorts and casinos um visit play at gila.com for more details Anything else before we get out of here? No, I'm just excited to tune in more at World Junior Hockey tomorrow. The Americans are off. Canada does play tomorrow. Um, Who's Canada play tomorrow? Remember? It, I don't. Okay. <laughs> I, think it, I think it was Latvia. Okay. I think it's Latvia, Canada tomorrow. So it should be a oh, well, should be a pretty yeah. Walk it will be park, fun yep. to watch. But but keep an eye on geeking at Mablam and then the rematch Coyotes Colorado. Yep. And let's see, let's see. Let's right see. Right back goes into better. it. Yeah. Let's see if that goes a little better. And we'll be here at the post game show in the studio. And will, will we the see mullet. the mullet magician? Will we see the mullet magician? And hope he had a good holiday. We, we need a lot of opportunities him. for the mullet. He magician. has there some are good new material. I saw him practicing. Yep. Mm. There's some good, but but I didn't. I was not aware, and I, I should probably give him a call that there are six home games. I don't, <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't think. Can, you, can you do me a favor and ask him maybe not to uh, 
hang out in the parking garage. <laughs> it's kind of creepy. Yeah, he was creeping kinda out some people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, kind of yeah. creepy. Yeah, yeah kind of creepy. Oh, yeah. boy. All right. Well, we appreciate you all for hanging with us, whether you were avoiding working on the 26th or you were uh, off today. We sincerely appreciate it. So if you're watching this on YouTube live or later, hit the thumbs up button. It helps us out immensely. And if you're listening on audio, be sure to rate, review and subscribe. If you're traveling a lot this holiday season uh, in this stretch, you can listen to us on audio. We're always there to chat with you through your travels or whatever it is you're doing. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at S. Peters Hockey, at Leah Merrill, at Craig S. Morgan, at Abraka Danielle, and you can follow the show at PHNX underscore Coyotes. Thank you so much, everybody. We appreciate you. Enjoy the rest of your Tuesday, and we will see you all tomorrow night.